that talks about a woman named Dorcas. And Dorcas was a woman who the Bible says was full of good works and charitable deeds. And then here in Romans chapter 16, Paul acquaints us with a woman named Phoebe. Say Phoebe. Phoebe. Exactly, Phoebe. And the subtitle in my Bible for Romans chapter 16 says, Sister Phoebe commended. Now, this word commend means to introduce to someone or to recommend to someone. And Paul is taking time here to introduce and recommend Phoebe to these Roman believers. And the reason is, is he wants them to know. He wants them to know that the lady that's carrying this letter, I mean, what an honor, right? Uh, the lady carrying this letter to the Romans was a very special lady. Very special indeed. She was a woman who demonstrated the attributes of holiness, servanthood, and dedication that should mark all true women of God. So if you would follow along with me in Romans chapter 16, only two verses today, uh, but don't let that think, make you think that we're getting out of here early because we ain't, amen? <laughs> Verse 1, Romans chapter 16. I got a little bit of a buzz going on here. Uh, listen to what Paul wrote to the Roman believers. I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Centria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you, for indeed she has been a helper of many and myself also. So as Paul introduces Phoebe to these Roman believers, there are three words that I want to point out to you that provide us with a great portrait of what a godly Christian woman looks like. First of all, Phoebe is called a sister. Paul says, I commend to you, Phoebe, our sister. Now, as a sister, Phoebe had a relationship, first and foremost, with the father. It was very important. Because she's a sister with all the other women who had come to the Lord Jesus Christ, she's also in this father-daughter relationship with God. Uh, that's the most important thing. Now, her name... Phoebe means radiant or bright, but it's also another name for the Greek goddess Diana. Now, with a name like that, we're kind of led to believe, well, maybe Phoebe was raised in a home that worshipped all these Greek gods. But we also know that when she heard the gospel good news of Jesus Christ, she was indeed converted and became a great Christ follower. Once she was a radiant and bright follower of all those Greek gods, but now, praise God, she's a radiant and bright follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, friend, that regardless of your background, regardless of how you are raised, regardless of what you've been through in this life, 
I want you to know that if you're saved, the greatest thing that you can say about yourself is that you are a child of the Most High God. What a wonderful blessing that is. Phoebe is a sister. She's a sister because she knows the Father. But as a sister, Phoebe also has a relationship with the family. Not only is she in a relationship with her heavenly father, she's also in a relationship with every other redeemed child of God. Now, it's probably a very high probability that because she became a Christian, because Phoebe trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, she likely became an outcast from her own family. But praise God, when she became an outcast from her own family, she met Jesus Christ, and praise God, she got a new family. What a blessing that is. She received a family made up of redeemed, forgiven people. She became part of a, a family from all different races and all different backgrounds. And friend, can I tell you this morning that we need to remember that. Let us never forget that we are part of a family of broken, redeemed, and forgiven people. Each one of us has got a past. Each one of us has got a history. Each one of us had the old life. We've all been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We've all been redeemed and forgiven by the blood of Christ. So don't never think that you're any higher or better than any other family member. Now, on the basis of the fact that Phoebe is indeed a sister in the Christian family, Paul encourages these Roman believers to receive her, to let her come in and, and transfer this incredible message. And I just want to say, I thank the Lord for the family of God. A family where we can be received with all the, the idiosyncrasies and all the quirks and all the weirdness and all the strange things that we do. We can still be received into the family of God regardless of our background or history. What an incredible blessing. If you don't belong anywhere else, let me tell you something. You belong here. Amen? If you don't belong anywhere else, you belong here. So Phoebe is called a sister, but then Phoebe is also called a servant. Look there again in verse 1. For he says, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Centria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you, for indeed she's been a helper of many and of myself also. Are you hearing this still? All right. So I want to begin here by saying that I want to thank you women. I want to thank the women of this church. I want to thank the Lord for godly, active women in this church who fill a place that would likely remain vacant if it were left up to the men to do what you do. Thank God for the women of this church. For you see, Phoebe is not only a sister, she is also called a servant. Now I want you to notice Phoebe's position as a servant. In other places in the Bible, this word servant is actually translated deacon. Did y'all get that? Many Bible translations, in fact, read that Phoebe was a deaconess. 
that she was a deacon in the Centurion Church. But listen, whether she was a deacon or was not a deacon, she definitely did the work of a deacon. She definitely fulfilled the calling. She fulfilled the same type of service as a deacon. You see that word translated deacon and here servant means one who executes the commands of their master. One who executes the commands of their master. While in all the other places in the Bible that God calls on men to step up and be a deacon, there's definitely an application here for women who do the same kind of work, for women who serve in a similar capacity. Paul said that Phoebe is a servant. A servant of who? A servant of the church. Here he says that she submits to the will of the church and she serves the people of the church. You see, that's what godly Christian women do. But however Phoebe served the local church, whatever position she held in the local church, the bottom line is this. Phoebe was a servant. She had a servant's heart. And I believe that every one of us here today are called to be a servant to the Lord's church. And I pray that you are as well. But also I want you to see not only Phoebe's position as a servant, but also the great praise as a servant. Notice what it said here. Paul calls them to receive Phoebe in a manner worthy of the saints. He points out, hey, Phoebe has demonstrated an honorable life. Phoebe has demonstrated a life worthy to be uh, imitated. She has lived a life that is a, a great blessing to many others. She's lived a life filled with diligent work for the Lord in his church. And you know, to me, it's just a great thing when a Christian's life matches their profession. Amen? You know what I'm talking about. Those that are saved and they live like they're saved. You ever met some of them? I pray you have. I pray we're a church full of them. I want you to know this morning that it's God's desire that you be saved, but also that you live like it. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, God's word encourages us to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Friends, I sense that Phoebe was this kind of Christian woman. You know, there's just something special about godly women. There's something special about godly women. You know, a woman who doesn't gossip. A woman who dresses and talks and acts like a lady. A woman who shows the world what Jesus can do through a life dedicated to him by faith. Oh, there's just something wonderful about a godly woman. I call her a 1 Peter chapter 3 kind of woman. Here's what Peter said about this kind of woman. He said, do not let your adornment be merely outward. You know, arranging the hair. You know, wearing of gold. You know, putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with an incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, get this, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves. 
a 1 Peter 3 kind of woman. I thank God for every woman in this church who is willing to give their all to let Jesus do a work in them, to let them be all that Jesus wants them to be. I praise the Lord for you. I want you to keep up the good work. But more importantly, I want you to keep up the good walk. Amen? But it's not only a position of a servant. It's not only to the praise of a servant. I also want you to see Phoebe's partners as a servant. Look there at the end of verse 2. And assist her in whatever business she has need of you. Paul is challenging these Roman believers not to hinder Phoebe. Rather to help her. To help her as she ministered to the Lord. Can I tell you that is a great lesson for me and you today. When godly women of this church are ministering in those areas that they are so good in. The rest of us ought to come around them, ought to come alongside them and help them in any way we can. Now, I'm speaking especially to men. In about six months, we're going to have an event in our church called Vacation Bible School. And we need to have men coming alongside Godly women to make this ministry happen. Men, are you part of vacation Bible school? I'm also talking about our Christians in Action ministry, our children's ministry here at Bethel. At present, we have six men who are involved in CIA and BYG together. And that's great. I'm thankful for those men. But those Children, those young people, they need more men. More men to come alongside the women of this church, the godly Christian women of this church, and help them fulfill the work of God in the lives of those children. Now I understand that there are just some things that women do better than men. Amen? Just a few. There are a lot of things that women do better than men. But what I'm saying here is that never means that they don't need help. Whatever they're doing in the midst of the church, they always need help. So men, let us be willing to partner with these godly women by praying for them, by encouraging them, by providing support, providing resources, and providing a little labor. Amen? Let us come alongside these women. Phoebe was a sister, a sister in the Lord. But she was also a servant, a servant in the ministry. But finally today, Phoebe was also called a supporter. Look at that last portion of verse 2. For indeed, she has been a helper of many, and Paul said, of myself also. See, the original Bible word for helper means to support another one's efforts. To support another one's efforts. Let me share just a few ways that Phoebe supported the efforts of others. First of all, she supported others with her talents. Whatever Phoebe was good at, she dedicated it to the Lord. Whatever.
whatever Phoebe was good at, she used it to be a blessing to the church. She helped Paul, and now she was helping others. She was unselfish, and she was generous. She placed the needs of others before her own. She made a difference, praise God, in the lives of those she ministered to. She took her life, and she placed it on the altar of the Lord Jesus Christ and said, here, use me any way you choose, Lord. She did what she could with the tools God gave her. That's all he asks, is that you use what God gave you for his glory. Can I tell you that's what the church needs today? God, the church just needs his, his people to do what God wants you to do, to use the tools God gave you. We need men and women to simply do what they can do. Don't try to do what you can't do. I, not everybody can teach. Not everybody can sing. Not everybody can write or lead or whatever. But everyone can do something. Can I get an amen on that? Everybody can do something. And that something that you can do, it may be small in your eyes, but can I tell you it's big in God's eyes? That something that you can do is what you should do for the Lord Jesus Christ and for his church. So I want to encourage you this morning, do what you can do. And if you do what you can do with the tools God gave you, I want to promise you this morning, he will bless it greatly so she supported others with her talents however small or however great but she also supported others with her time Paul says that Phoebe was a blessing to him and a blessing to many others and a ministry like that takes a whole lot of T-I-M-E a whole lot of time but she willingly spent that time she willingly spent her life on behalf of the church and for the glory of God y'all listen she poured out everything she poured out everything for the Lord she poured out everything she had for God you see friend your time your time is your most valuable asset you may have a lot of money and you may lose it all, but you can get some more money, can't you? You may have property, and you sell the property, but you can always go and buy property. But let me tell you this. When you give up your time, you have given something you'll never get back. It's truly a sacrifice to the Lord Jesus. But what is an investment of time compared to the glory of eternity for you or for another. I want to tell you this morning that I never, ever take for granted those church servants who are so willing to give of their time. I know how valuable it is. You know, time to pray for others. I'm grateful for those who give their time to visit a sick person. I'm grateful for a time, for uh, the time that people give to decorate, praise God. 
I'm thankful for the, the time that people minister to the bereaved. I'm grateful for those that give their time to make a phone call, to send a text. I'm grateful for those who prepare for children's ministry, who prepare for the youth group. I'm grateful for those who give up their time to prepare a meal or do whatever so that other people can be blessed. I never take it for granted. You know why? Because it's a ministry. Just giving your time. And I want to thank you. Thank you today for the gift of your time. And the reason it's had such an impact on me this morning is because I realize that you're not just giving some, some thing. You're actually giving your life away. You're giving your life to the Lord's church. And that which you've given, you can never get back. You've given it to the Lord. Phoebe supported others with her talents. She supported others with her time. But Paul also says that she supported others with her tenderness. You see, in the giving of all those talents and the giving of all those time, all that time, what Phoebe revealed was, I'm putting feet to my love. I'm putting feet to how I love. John wrote in 1 John chapter 3, he said, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also, get this, ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how can the love of God abide in him? My little children... Let us not love in word or in truth, but in deed and in truth. You see, Phoebe got it. Phoebe got it. She knew that love for people wasn't only about what you said. She knew that love for people was more about what you show. She knew that Jesus has proven his love by dying for the church. And Phoebe proved her love for Jesus by loving his church. Again, I praise the Lord for godly women. Godly women who open their hearts to minister to those in the church and to those the church is desperately trying to reach. I thank God for everyone who shows the love of the Lord and reveals that they love this church and they open their hearts and they're willing to give so that people can be reached for the glory of God. Can I tell you, you are a very rare breed, and I mean that in a positive way. Amen? People like you, are few and far between. You are a rare commodity, more precious than silver or gold. You are more valuable than diamonds or all the riches in the world. 
And because you are part of this church, we are rich indeed. Ladies, I know that you could spend your lives in a variety of ways. You could spend your life as just a wife. You could spend your life as just a mama. You could spend your life as an employee or a team member or even as a good friend. But I want to invite you this morning to look at all the incredible opportunities that God offers you in the life of this church. I just want you to see for a second all the great opportunities that God offers you, not only in your own life, but in the life of the body of Christ. You see, sometimes, as I mentioned in our giving time, sometimes we get our priorities out of order. And when our priorities get out of whack, we find that our service to God drops out of the top ten. Let me ask you, does your service to the Lord make the top ten? Are you a servant of the Lord? Are you a supporter of this ministry that he's doing? Am I being too bold in saying that God should be number one ahead of all of our other priorities? Let me tell you something. I've become convinced over the years, in 13 years of ministry, I've learned through counseling and many other things, that when we place God as the rightful priority, everything else falls into place. The minute you get God out of his rightful place, I want to promise you something here, things are going to go south on you. We've got to keep God in his rightful priority. So this morning, I want to challenge you, women and men, to take a look at your life. I want to challenge you to take a look at your heart. Are you giving everything you've got to God? Does he deserve everything you've got? Are you giving everything you've got to his church that he died for? Are you giving everything you've got to the people he dearly loves and gave his life for? If not, maybe like Phoebe, now's the time. Now's the time for you to pledge your all to him. You've been holding back long enough. Maybe today is the day you pledge your all to the Lord. Now there may be some here this morning that aren't even a part of the family of God. So I have to ask you, are you a brother in Christ? Are you a sister in Jesus today? If you don't know the Father, the reason is is because you ain't never met the Son. Amen? 
Can I tell you that the Father loves us, that our Father loves you, and He wants to save you, and He wants to bring you into His family. We pray that it's this family, this local family. But we pray you'll follow the Lord's direction. So if you'd like to be in God's family, we make it easy. The Lord has made it easy. We just invite you to come. Allow me to introduce you to the Son. And through the Son, you'll know the Father. And you'll be part of the family of God. Just like that, you can be a son of God or a daughter of God. So I want you to know that you can come and be a part of this church family. You can become a part of the family of God at large. But I know that you may have other needs too. And I want you to know this morning that whatever your need is today, God cares. And this altar is open. And if you want to pour out those cares to God, He promises that as He sits on the throne of grace, he wants to hear your need and answer your prayers. So however the Lord is leading you today, my prayer for you is, is that you would just be obedient and you would take that step of faith. Would you be all that Jesus wants you to be? Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, our Father in heaven, we praise you and thank you. Adore you and exalt you today for godly Christian women. Women that we can emulate, imitate, and follow as they follow you. Lord, I'm thankful that this local church family is filled with them. But Lord, we all know that sometimes our priorities get out of whack. And Lord, whenever that happens, it seems like it's something we can just make a wager on. We know things are going to go south when we don't put you in your rightful place. So, Lord, if there's one here that wants to become part of the family or part of this local family or, Lord, they just want to come and pour out their heart to you, Lord, I pray that they would be willing to come. That, Lord, your ears would be attentive to their plea. And that, Lord, you would make the changes in them and in their circumstances that bring you the most glory. Lord, thank you again for our godly Christian women. Lord, let us as men come alongside them and help them any way we can. We love you, Lord, and we praise you today because of your son, Jesus Christ, and the salvation we enjoy because of him. In his name we all pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's sing.